This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome back to the Beast Mode podcast. My name is Erin Bees. You can call me hashtag Beast Mode. And if you're brand new to my podcast, I am a married mama of two, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. (sighs) I feel like I need to take a breath after that. And in July of this year, I left my last MLM company company number six, and now I'm starting to speak on it. So before we dive in to the reasons that I left Prove It, I first would like to say that anything that I talk about on this podcast is my opinion, and it is based on my experience, and it doesn't mean that it's fact for everybody else. So I guess let that be my disclaimer. This is my truth, my story. And it is my opinion. So I'm going to give you eight reasons why I left Prove It after being in the company for uh, almost four years. I had to think about that for a second. And after 13 and a half years in the industry, because that's a pretty scary step. That's a, I don't know, that's a big step. So the first thing is multi-level marketing companies like to throw around the term duplication. They want everything to duplicate. And while that makes, I guess, sense from a business standpoint, when you have however many thousands of distributors in the same company doing the same exact thing, it kind of dilutes the effect that it can have on the people. If everybody is seeing the same posts and using the same words and all of these, you know, this all of the same things, it's diluting the process. And I know that that is definitely, in my opinion, a tactic of multi-level marketing companies is for everybody to do the same thing. They don't want anybody really thinking for themselves. They're going to fill everything, you know, your schedule with, with chaos and Zooms and trainings and events and all of these things. And it's just, it's noise, you guys. Like, think about the last training if you're currently in an MLM where you actually learned something that you could implement into your business aside from like scheduling things or, you know, so-and-so is having really great success with posting this. And so everybody goes and does it, you know, like think about your last training. Did you walk away with just motivation and inspiration or did you walk away with a, a plan, a tool, a, you know, some kind of a system? Just think about that. So what I noticed is that our team in particular started to kind of question, and it wasn't just me, it was a lot of us started to to question, well, why are we all doing the same thing? And why doesn't this feel right? And, you know, why are, why are people being treated like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. And that is where that, I guess, duplication piece comes in. So reason number one that I 
left prove it is because I was tired of being made to fit inside a box and do things the way everybody else was doing. Okay. Number two, I was bleeding money and a lot of people in multi-level marketing bleed money, but not a lot of people talk about it. What do I mean by that? Well, in Prove It in particular, whenever there's a new flavor that drops, you are encouraged to grab a box of caffeinated or charged and a box of uncaffeinated. And that comes out of the promoter's account, bank account. Let me be specific in what I'm talking about. And so when we joined, we were actually coached to create what's called a ghost account. A ghost account is basically a fake customer account that the promoter orders under to make the order look like a customer order and to earn a little bit of commission. We'll talk about what that commission looks like in just a second. And so when there's a new flavor or a new product that drops, you order it under this ghost account. And that money comes out of the promoter's account. And if you're somebody that has a separate bank, uh, business bank account, which I hope you do, that comes out of that account. So the promoter is paying for those products and they are coached to, to attempt to sell trials. And while there's, you know, it, it's, it's sales. So it comes in kind of peaks and valleys as far as trials. But what typically happens is it's just another example of front loading. So there are people that sell a lot of trials. That's cool. Uh, but it is typically linked to those that have a large following on social media. For somebody that is starting and just joined the company and they're looking to their leader for guidance and they're like, hey, buy two boxes. They're going to buy two boxes and those ketones are going to sit on the counter because they are just starting. So that is my experience, in my opinion. Um, that is that is what happens to a lot of people that don't have a large following on social media. Then you have smart chips. Smart chips are discounted orders that are scheduled once a month and you save 22% off specifically with Prove It. Um, and then you get a free product every few months and cool. So a lot of people have a smart chip for themselves under their promoter account. They have a smart chip set up for their spouse under their spouse's name, their kids' names, you know, pets' names, and all of that comes out of the promoter, the promoter's bank account, however you have that set up. And so it's just another example of bleeding money out. So you're ordering these products, you're consuming them. Okay, cool. Maybe your spouse is, maybe... I don't know. Maybe you're giving them, I don't know. This is what happens. Okay. So you have these smart chips that comes out of your bank account. It's one more example of money that you're spending that people don't really say, oh, well, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't really need a smart chip. Well, you do in order to get paid at a certain rank and it's in the policies and procedures. So here's the thing. And I'm going to be super honest with you. And before anybody says anything, just know that I have an accountant that is very familiar with network marketing, is very familiar with 1099s and all of the different uh, pieces of our taxes. And I sold 77,000 plus last year. I, that's that's what I, I sold in ketones. And when I did our, when we did our, or had our taxes done, I should say, I net $10,000 in this last year. And so that is a huge reason why <laughs> I started to question and why I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm working my butt off, you know, and we'll talk about that kind of quote unquote time freedom that multi-level marketing talks about here shortly. 
but I only made 10,000 net, you guys. So you're selling trials, you have a smart ship and you know, you do get to write off those things. You do get to write off like personal consumption and stuff like that. And by the way, I'm not giving tax advice. Make sure that you go speak with somebody that's familiar with multi-level marketing with 1099s and just different pieces because everybody's going to be different. But $10,000 is what I made. And I do think, in my opinion, that there are a lot of people that don't look closely enough at what it is costing them versus what they are making. And I, if you are currently in an MLM, I encourage you to just quietly look at it. Just run the numbers. Just look at what you're spending each month. Look at what you're making. Let's talk about that time freedom. Reason number three that I left Prove It was because I was working 12 to 14 hours a day. I literally was sitting at this computer and watching my life pass me by. I am a mom of two. I found myself finding ways to entertain them so I can sit on this computer and message people longer or get on the Zooms or you know all of these things. In multi-level marketing, they talk about, well, people join this because of time freedom and people really do want to be home. Not everybody, but some people want to be home with their kids. And there's this facade of uh, time freedom. Well, that's not accurate in my opinion, because you're going to be staring at your, uh, at your computer or your phone all the time. There is no downtime. There is no down, you know, no time freedom. You are going to get on all kinds of Zooms, the the Zoom schedules, the training schedules, quote unquote training schedules has is is constantly increasing. And the reason that I think that this happens is because they want to make sure that people are getting that daily dose or you know, two or three times a day depending on um the team and all of that stuff, but they want to make sure that you're getting that daily dose of dangling of the carrot, that motivation, that inspiration. They want to make sure that nobody is questioning what is happening. They want to make sure that that everybody is kind of staying within that group think uh, that we see a lot of times in multi-level marketing. So they're going to fill that with zooms. They're going to fill that with training. And for example, I was on Monday night company trainings. We were doing working Zooms every day, one to three times a day. Um, even though we were trying to keep it short, that was actually something that our team was trying to do was, hey, let's do like 30-minute Zooms. Let's do what we need to do and get out of here and live our life. Um, there was Wednesday night training. There was Friday training. There was all kinds of Zoom trainings plus the events. We'll talk about that here in a second. But it was just complete chaos. And when there's chaos, you can't think clearly. When there's chaos, you aren't in a place where you can step back and start asking questions of why something just doesn't feel right, if that's the case for you. And so I just didn't want to work like that anymore. I did not want to work like that anymore. So reason number four was something felt off. Something felt very off and I couldn't understand why. And I started to question this. I, January, February, sometime around there in uh, 2020, I actually got really sick with COVID. I was sick for six weeks and I had to step away. And that was when my eyes started to open. What am I doing? What am I working this hard for? What am I really gaining from this? How am I really contributing to other people? How am I helping other people? How am I leading people? And something just felt off. And one of the things that I noticed, and this is just for me personally, although there are lots of people out there that also feel this way, in my opinion, 
what that back office shows became people's identity. Their rank became their identity. The success or lack of success became their identity. It was like when you are on a weight loss journey and you step on the scale and that number is going to determine how you dress, how you feel, what you eat, what your workout is like. It's And it's just a number. Success and achievement is something that we do. It's not meant to be a part of our identity. And when all you see is success, 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 you know, and, and, but you're like, who is that? Who is the person though? If you're having all of this success, fantastic, but where's the human behind all of this? And I found that I was tying my achievement, our numbers, our success, all of that became my identity. And the person that I was, was like gone. My husband was probably like, where did my wife go? You know, when you, don't color inside the lines. What happens is you get blacklisted. You get removed, blocked, all of those things, um, uninvited to the Thanksgiving dinner, all kinds of stuff, you guys. You get blacklisted because you're thinking differently and you're starting to wake up. And that's very dangerous for those that are inside of, of, the team that I was a part of, I guess I'll just say it that way, in my opinion. So you're going to get blocked, you're going to get removed, um, all of those things. And it really, at that point, becomes an us versus them mentality, because in multi-level marketing, when you don't agree with the business model, you become a hater, you become a loser, you know, you, you, all of these negative things. And that's not the case. You're asking questions and you want to get paid for your time. There's nothing wrong with that. And you want to think for yourself and you want to be an individual and you want to be creative. And again, there's nothing wrong with that either. So reason number five that I left Prove It was because when you have a brand new customer, you make about $16 in profit. A box of ketones is $130 before shipping and tax. So you're making $16 on that new customer. If it's a smart ship customer, and this is based off of one box of ketonat. So if you have a smart ship customer, you're making essentially $10 for every box of nat that you're selling. And so they are coached to, you know, the, and I wrote this script. I wrote this script that many of you probably are getting, but you know, the most successful people start off with one to three boxes of NAD and a box of keto cream. That's how they're driving the sales up, but you're not making a ton of money. So if you think about the time that you spent to get that new customer, you're sending, you know, lots of messages. You're sitting at this computer, you're getting a customer and you're making 10 to $16 off of each box. It doesn't add up with the time that you're spending doing it. And that was when I started to question, hey, what am I making? versus the time that I'm spending. And I know that there's going to be people that are like, well, Aaron, your numbers were dropping. Yeah. Yeah, they were. In 2020, when I started to question, when I started to want to do my own thing, when I wanted to really like look at the numbers and what I was making and the time that I was spending, and I really started to wake up. Of course, the numbers dropped because I stopped believing in the business model. I stopped believing in the team. I stopped believing in the company. And I started to look at what was really happening. So did the numbers drop? Yes. And I think it's also important to say that our team, uh, prior to all of the numbers dropping in 2020 and the beginning of 2021, we were a rank six two-star team. So we had, um, it was either 62 or 63,000 in volume that we produced within a month. That's not a one-to-one -one ratio with dollar to points. So I can talk about that another time, but 
it was a lot of work, you guys, and the payoff was not was not a lot. Then there's reason number six. I feel like there are nothing but cash grabs in this company. And again, this is just my opinion. So if you are planning on going to a prove it event, plan on at least spending $1,000, if not more for each event. There's multiple events every single year. The events, in my opinion, are the same. The music is the same. The speakers are the same. The motivation and inspiration is the same. The people that are you know, speaking on the stage, the top in the company, they're the same. It's the same stories. It's the same people. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. There's no real variation. Maybe they add in like a new product or something like that, but you're going to pay for the event. You're going to pay to travel. You're going to pay for the hotel, which is like any other MLM. But on top of that, there's going to be a discounted ticket, quote unquote, discounted ticket to the next event. Then there's the swag that you're going to spend money on. There's, there's probably going to be a new flavor that's launched while you're there. And in my opinion, these are all cash grabs, right? So the new flavors are all about that front loading of stock, like most other MLMs. It's the same thing. And then you're walking away and you're hyped up and because you just went to this hype event, you're like, yeah, I'm exhausted and this is awesome. And, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. That's the whole point of the event. But then you walk away and you're like, but what did I learn? And if you just went to one of the Prove It events, ask yourself, really, what did you learn? maybe some motivation, maybe some mindset, maybe, you know, some stuff like that, but really ask yourself that question. So then there's number seven, and I'm going to call this questionable marketing campaigns. And this kind of ties in with the whole uh, chasing duplication within multi-level marketing. But there was a campaign, I don't know the time frame on this, but there was a campaign where it was called TikTok Tuesdays and Prove It wanted people to shake up their ketones and to put it all over TikTok, which is why it is everywhere on TikTok and why people are so annoyed and why uh, they are getting some of the, the hate that they're getting on TikTok, in my opinion, because it's oversaturated. And there is such a thing as market oversaturation. We see it all of the time. You know, I guess that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> these campaigns that just feel kind of icky. And so then there's the whole, all of the Zooms and the trainings, you're encouraged to tag the speakers, you're encouraged to tag your leader if there's somebody that is doing the training. And all that does is drive your followers to those people. And I don't care what anybody says, when you're in multi-level marketing and everybody's doing the same thing, you are in competition with your downline. You sign people up, you're mentoring them. And while, yes, it does behoove you to mentor them and to help them have a successful business, you're still in competition with them. So when you have somebody that is speaking, that's also a promoter, that's also selling ketones, and you tag them in your stories, you are sending your followers to that person. And when you are sending that the, your followers to that person that has a large following, what happens is they don't know where all of these people are coming from. And sometimes it's intentional and other times it's not. But who do you think they're buying ketones from? They're going right to that, the source of the training. They're going right to the person that you just tagged. That's just my opinion. Then you have this influencer, I'm going to call it an influencer grab campaign, where there are some people in, in the top ranks of Prove It that actually target influencers on social media or leaders at industry generic events. Um, 
I don't think that this is right. And if this is your strategy for building, then then you do you. But when you have an influencer that has taken the time to build their following, and then all of a sudden you're baiting and switching what they have to offer and selling ketones, their followers are going to be like, wait a second. And I don't know if any of you have ever kind of been in a bait and switch kind of situation, but it's definitely not comfortable. And so I feel for all of those followers of these big influencers that are all over TikTok and, and all over the place that now are are doing a bait and switch with their followers. I just don't think that that's ethically correct. That is my opinion. Um, but I, it feels icky to me. And last but not least, I feel like is when um, you have somebody that comes in and does some kind of a training, maybe it's a new posting method, an idea for selling more trials or an idea for recruiting, everybody goes and does it, which again, dilutes the, the, the process. However, I do think that there are certain individuals in leadership improve it that learn about these and again this is my opinion that learn about these different things these different techniques or posting ideas or or the you know that kind of stuff and they are going to make sure that they're doing them to get ahead of their team so then they have the whoever is doing the idea whoever found it or whatever coming on the team training <clears throat> telling the entire team and everybody goes and does it but that leader that you know whoever that is is going to make sure that they stay ahead. So they're going to implement that before they tell their team just because, you know, they have to stay on top. So because it you're in competition with your downline. It is what it is. And number eight of why I left Prove It, it just overall started to feel really culty. And I'll give you some specific examples, but I have lots of friends some are still in the company, some are no longer in the company, and some absolutely want nothing to do with being associated with the company or the former team. And there were situations where people were, they were attempting to isolate them from their friends and their family. For example, if you had a spouse that did not support, you know, going to the event or getting on the Zoom or, you know, any of those things, you were encouraged to divorce them if you were married. I'm going to let you just think on that for a second. And I know multiple people that this has happened to. Um, you're shamed if you don't go to the events because the saying is leaders show up. And so you're shamed if you don't attend the events, if you don't attend the Zooms, if you don't attend all of the things, you're looked at like you're not good enough. You're shamed. And this is where I think... Um, sometimes smear campaigns start to come in when you start to question, when you start to go, you know what, this doesn't feel right. And you start to kind of remove yourself. That's where people start talking. That's where the smear campaigns come in. That's where those, you know, messages behind the scenes. Hey, you know, I haven't heard from your leader. Oh God, it's so gross. It's, it's culty in my opinion. There's idolizing of the top ranks and the CEOs or the CEO, excuse me, singular, um, and it's really interesting because some of the top leaders really do idolize the CEO of Prove It, but have told me personally that he's not a mentor for anybody. So I find that really ironic that somebody is going to put so much emphasis on how brilliant the CEO is. But then when you're on the hunt for a mentor, they're like, but he's not anybody's mentor. I'm your mentor. I just think that that is so slimy so slimy. So the idolizing of the top ranks, I think is really, really gross. 
And aside from that, just the robotic messages, just the the emphasis on messaging so many people a day and hiding behind building relationships. You know, I think that there, and let me just say, not all people in Prove It are this way. Again, this has just been my experience. This is what I saw, what I felt, and all of this is just in my opinion, okay? But I think that there's a certain amount of hiding behind the building of relationships, and it's all just about selling ketones. They don't really, in my opinion, care about you, your family, and what's going on, because the second that you are not selling, the second that you are not doing what they want, the smear campaigns come in, you know, all of this stuff happens, you're exiled from the kingdom and like all of this different stuff. And to me, it's just not worth it. You know, I think that there's something really special about somebody that can stand on their own two feet and create a business that works for them, um, that that they have the full creative ability to do whatever they want. And I think that there are so many ways to make income. And while it was really scary for me to step away from MLM and from Prove It last month, if you're listening to this in real time, which was July of 2021, um, it was the best thing that I could have ever done. I have my life back. I've done a lot of healing. I've had a lot of really great conversations with people that are like, oh my gosh, me too. I've really made some great friends in the, the anti-MLM community that don't want to make money off of me, that genuinely just want to know who I am. And I, you know, we all have this kind of experience that we've been through. So if that is you and you are looking to get out of your MLM, whatever company it is, or if you're looking to get out of Prove It, um, feel free to message me. I can give you some resources and you can start asking questions just like I did. Um, would I want any of my family members to, moving forward, join Prove It or any other MLM? No, I don't. Um, but I also will support my friends that are in it. Will I buy any MLM products? No, I won't. Um, but will I send love and light and be that that soft place for people to safely ask questions. Absolutely. So those are the eight reasons that I left Prove It. There is much more, but I wanted to hop on here and I wanted to share that with you guys. Please know that there are so many other ways that you can make income than <clears throat> supporting an MLM model that is designed for only less than the top 1% to win. And in order for that 1% to win or less than uh, 99 point whatever percent have to lose that's how they win. So just think about that. And if this brought you some value, go ahead and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can screen share this um, and put it in your stories. Feel free to tag me. If you, if it resonated, message me. I'm very, very accessible. But you guys, I love you all. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.